Well, the, today the Bureau is predicting a sunny one, a slight chance of a thunderstorm in the southwest. Northeasterly winds 15 to 25 kilometres an hour. Top temps reaching the low to mid 30s with a high fire danger, and 13 is the UV index, which is extreme and mostly sunny tomorrow. Tonight the temps are going to get down to 19 to 24. But right now it's 23 in Roma in June, and Mungandine St George also on 23. Mitchell's on 24, and 22 in Miles. And joining us on the phone from Brisbane is our wonderful member for Warrigo, joining us as she does every week. It's Anne Lay. How are you going, Anne? Fantastic this morning, Cameron, and, and good morning to you, and good morning to all of your listeners right across the 4ZR network. It's always great to have you here, and uh, lots have been happening, especially with concession fees for pubs. There's been recent changes with that. Can you tell us a bit more about that? That's right. I, I think this is a very important matter for our communities and also for the listeners right across the Maranoa and also further west and further to the east. So in State Parliament this week, the uh, Rural Hotels Liquor Concession legislation was passed. Mm-hmm. Now, what that legislation will do, if you draw a line on the map from Mitchell to Durambandi, the pubs and the clubs to the west of that line will have a reduction on the 1st of July in their licence fee from about $3,000 to $300. Now, that's, that's how the legislation currently stands. We wanted to see, from the LNP, we wanted to see that legislation um, extend to all of those communities as well as those who are drought-affected to the east. So the Romas, the St Georges, mm-hmm. you know, the Yulebars, you know, right down to places like Dolby, so that the pubs and clubs who are doing it tough uh, would also receive uh, that concession fee. So our amendments were not supported by the Labor Party in state parliament. So now we have a situation where the pubs and clubs in Mitchell will receive mm-hmm. that concession. Uh, the ones who are facing very similar circumstances of a small number of patrons, um, you know, drought affected and high, you know, or ever increasing, you know, fixed costs like electricity. Say. You know, Yulebar, the only thing that separates the difference is the line on the map uh, that the government has drawn uh, in relation to that. So we have tried extremely hard. We want to see you know, the scope of that legislation broadened mm-hmm. so that those benefits flow to all of those communities um, who are doing it tough. Yes, very interesting. And let's hope that those concession fees will continue. And also, there's been changes to the local government voting system. Was that enacted uh, this week or voted on? Or well, that's been um, that's been part of the problem, actually. Um, what we we know is that there are proposals by the Palaszczuk Labor government uh, to dramatically change the voting system for local government. So let's just keep in mind that it was the Palaszczuk Labor government that changed the state voting system with 18 minutes' notice. They, you know, gagged debate in the state parliament and, you know, the things like the Fitzgerald principles uh, that were recommended back as as a result of of EARC and a lot of changes, those principles recommended that there should be optional preferential voting in Mm -hmm. Queensland. So, and all of the, there's been a number of inquiries into, you know, local government elections. There's been a very significant one, which is called Valcara, which was done by the Triple C. None of the reviews, none of the anti-corruption bodies have recommended any change to Mm -hmm. the local government voting system. But what we're hearing 
is that you know, the government are going to continue and surge ahead to make those changes. We expect the legislation will be introduced in the next parliamentary sitting in April. Mm-hmm. And they will change the voting system from optional preferential to compulsory preferential for the mayoral election. And they will also change uh, the voting system for you know, local government, for the councillors, uh, to a Senate-style system. Now, when you look at some of the things that the Senate voting system has delivered, you know, Mickey Muir and people like Fraser Anning, um, look, it's not exactly you know, a gleaming example of a wonderful voting system. So mm. it delivered some perverse outcomes. And look, we, you know, looking at this, Anastasia Palaszczuk's got her priorities all wrong. Yeah. And we have serious drought across the central and the southern areas of the state. We've had you know, unprecedented flooding events in the northern part of the state. Local government are very involved and, and mayors and councillors are very involved in in trying to lead their communities and, and help their communities through you know, those ongoing recovery processes and, and help them through the drought and represent their communities. Uh, we need stability in local mm. government. We do not need these changes. And speaking of uh, the flooding up north, you're heading up north next week. You're going to visit Julia Creek in Richmond, and you also got a shadow cabinet meeting in Townsville. What's all that about? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Cameron, I, I will be heading up to the northwest um, on on our way to Townsville. I thought it was a, a good idea to actually visit some of those communities. Um, I've been catching up with some of the mayors who've been down in Brisbane this week, and um, you know, just making sure that recovery. You know, assistance is getting in there um, and, you know, making sure that you know, people are looked after. They have been through an extremely traumatic experience up there in North Queensland. Mm. But can I also say many of our people are going through you know, a traumatic experience with trying to keep their stock alive due to the drought yeah. as well. So we do have a state of extremes at the moment. Yes, let's hope uh, we can get some relief soon. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Anne. And uh, just finally, you're going to the Augustella Bill Cox Memorial tomorrow. Uh, you mentioned it before. He was quite a, an accomplished artist, and he, you were saying that he's got some artworks hanging up in Parliament House as well. Yeah, it's um, Bill Cox was um, donated a lot of his time and, and also his artistic talent. Uh, he's a Cunnamulla boy, mm-hmm. uh, born and bred at, at Cunnamulla. And he donated that uh, time and talent to the Australian Cancer Art Association. Uh, but he's quite um, a well-known artist. And there are uh, artworks of his that are in the parliamentary precinct. And I, I remember, you know, no one quite distinctly, and that's, um, you know, a painting of the Tambo Main Street and, you know, a man walking down the street and a dog. So, and it's a very, very, you know, great depiction of the Tambo Main Street. But, you yeah, know, it's, um, it, it's very good of the Australian Camp Draft Association to, to honour that artistic work because I'm sure many people wouldn't have been aware of that uh, unless they actually, you know, did that unveiling uh, mm. to Bill. So, look, um, congratulations to the Australian Camp Draft Association uh, for the recognition that they're providing to this very talented artist from uh, south-west Queensland. Very interesting indeed, Anne. Thanks again, as always, for joining us on a Friday morning. Uh, we'll let you get back to it. I know you're catching a flight back to Roma. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you next Friday. That's right. Cameron can't get home quick enough. <laughs>